This is exactly right. If you're a fan of meticulously crafted worlds that reimagine every little detail, then you'll enjoy the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Host Eric Malinsky spent over a decade working in public radio and uses those skills to create a sound-rich podcast that features interviews with Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, the writers of hit TV shows like Star Trek Strange New Worlds, designers of games like Magic the Gathering, and the puppeteer who designed Miss Piggy. You can find Imaginary Worlds wherever you're listening to this podcast. Listening to a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Millie DeCherico. I'm Danielle Henderson. And yeah, dudes, 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 <laughs> dudes, we're back to do a bonus. Uh, we got we got a fun one, maybe a series of fun ones coming up. Yeah, we uh, we decided to do what most people do with their bonus episodes and uh, dig into our mailbag. <laughs> That's right. Um, we were doing some mailbags, you know, we obviously do some mailbags for, you know, the main feed, but we figured we get a lot of mail. I'm not going to brag. Is that a brag? We're not, nah. we're not bragging. Um, just a fact. Yeah, man. So it's basically like we get a lot of mail and, you know, we figured, Hey, why not, you know, instead of being all Sophie's choice about what goes into the main feed, why not just do it on the bonus and um we asked this time for people to send in their wildest movie theater stories so that's what this episode is going to be about it's going to be about people's wild movie going experiences and uh, i i mean we we've already heard of one of yours which is like the it's kind of like patient zero for this really is the one where (laughs) You were at Magic Mike XXL and the sponge. Yeah, I was in a movie theater in Union Square in New York City with my friend Maggie. Had never seen the first Magic Mike, didn't know what I was in for. Went to Magic Mike XXL and it was the rowdiest crowd I've ever been in in my life. Just like a regular 7 p.m. showing. And someone got so excited they threw a kitchen sponge at the screen. I mean, they must have had to stop and think like, chances are I'm not getting this back and it's a low cost item and I'm fucking stoked to be here. So why not? Why not? And also, like, did they have their groceries with them? Were they like, is it part of their job? Like, I don't know. But that sponge was there and then it was gone. They sacrificed it. You know what else I thought, too, after you told that story? What if it was like supposed to have been suggesting that somebody needed to be mopped up you know what oh, i mean like Lord. there needs to be a cleanup and i like the magic sexy <laughs> the magic mike xxl rocky horror version <laughs> they're yeah. just throwing sponges and condoms at the screen <laughs> it definitely had to be <laughs> no i'm kidding um what the part where uh matt bomber sings do you remember that part where he starts serenading and i i was like this is the least sexy thing i've ever seen i, I know very that. uncomfortable very uncomfortable very like secondhand embarrassed during that whole scene i can't even remember the song it was like no oh my god i don't know if it was like a brian adams i think it was brian adams like a brian adams song. oh my god 
It could have been fucking Ave Maria and I would have been so embarrassed for him. <laughs> Listen, Mad Bomber is very attractive. We know this, but th- that's a fucking theater kid. If I ever saw one singing that song Thank in you. that movie. Thank Se- you. Serenading these Southern moms. Give me a break. Um. Anyway, so I yeah, I, I love that that's story, mine, though. But do you have one? Do you have like a I have another one. I have another wild theater story. But what's what's yours? Like, I know we we recently talked about how you fell asleep in the movies. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like. I don't know if I've had, but I also thought about this, too. You know, I grew up in Atlanta, so uh, seeing movies in Atlanta for better or for worse are is, is pretty much like seeing a movie theater like nowhere else in the world or something. You know what I mean? Because it's like a lot of times people are chatting through movies, which I said, like I said, is for better or for worse. Um, And then especially if a movie is like extra stupid, like if it's like a horror movie or a, you know, big budget action or disaster movie, or if it's like a teen movie, like me and my friend Saeed went and saw that movie Varsity Blues the weekend <laughs> that it came out. And I don't know why, because neither one of us are any kind of James Vanderbeek fan. I don't know why we saw it. <laughs> you were not watching Dawson's Creek. You're just like, <laughs> let's just go see it because it's because it's playing. Yeah. And I think it was like. You know how like when you're a young person and you're like, let's just go to places stoned and it kind of like doesn't matter where Uh, I think that was kind of the vibe. Like, I think we were like, let's just go to a movie stone and we don't care what it is. And I remember that movie being super fucking rowdy. I saw it at North DeKalb Mall. Anybody in ATL will know exactly what I'm talking about. And it was filled with like teenagers. And there was the part where the girl like puts on the whipped cream bikini thing I Do you have never that? seen it. Oh, I have God. never seen it. <laughs> well, some blonde hottie in the movie who I thought was Jessica Simpson, but I think it's not. It's like some other young actor of that era who looks like Jessica Simpson at one point is naked, except she puts this like whipped cream around her breasts and her vagina and walks through like a house. That is a um, a yeast infection waiting to happen. But oh, my continue. God. A teen yeast infection, for sure. (laughs) Um, And I remember when that part happened, like everybody screamed like it was like a thing where people I think like 30 percent of the audience was like, woohoo, sexy, wexy. And then the other 70 percent were like this dumb white bitch. What the (laughs) fuck is she doing? Like and it was funny because I think Saeed and I were both like, uh, we're too stoned to have a proper reaction. But um (laughs) But we'll enjoy whatever's happening. So, yeah, I'm, and that's not even that crazy. But um, but then just general other shit, like oh people who take off their shoes in the movie theater, people who bring in weird foods, people who bring in tons of bags for no fucking yes. reason. You know how it goes. Oh, I feel you don't go to the movies around Christmas because you're losing seats to bags. And that's just a fight waiting to happen. <laughs> like, I understand needing the break from the shopping experience, but like subways and public transportation and movies around Christmas time. I have seen way too many fights start that way. The worst is when somebody comes in with like four or five shopping bags and then wants to sit inside of an aisle. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. 
and then you have to st- you're trying to step over bags and it's like a fucking double dare um, <laughs> course just to get to your seat <laughs> and god forbid they have to use the bathroom and if they come alone Ugh. they're bringing all those bags and you're like, come they on, they better bring all those bags or else I'm stealing those bags. <laughs> we we know how I am in a movie theater. I will. Mur- I, I have fantasies of murder. I, have, <laughs> I will steal your fucking bags. Movie theaters are a lawless territory for me. <laughs> Lord, I can't believe I went to so many with you and hadn't been. I robbed. know. <laughs> I know. I didn't steal anything from you the whole time. Well, I have nothing of value. So I do. <laughs> That's not true. I um I got kicked out of Tropic Thunder. Oh, my God. You got kicked out. I've never been kicked out of a movie. Yeah, I got kicked out of the theater. So I went to Tropic Thunder uh, with my then boyfriend, soon to be husband and then soon to be Mm ex-husband. And uh, we went together to this movie, um, which was already, you know, bad. It's not a good movie. Mm. And uh, but I went, you know, I was like, all right, let's see Robert Downey Jr. doing blackface. Fine. And it was right around the time when, like, people just had no etiquette around phones. And they still don't, but, like, really didn't have any etiquette around cell phones in a movie theater. So there was this couple in front of us. And the woman and the couple kept popping open her cell phone. And when you pop open a cell phone in a movie, I don't care what seat somebody's in. You can see it in every seat in the theater. It is so distracting. And it is so bright. And I don't care if you try to like hunch over, like everyone can see it. If you open your cell phone in a movie, you're a dick. (laughs) (laughs) True. But I feel like so she she kept opening it and I kept leaning forward and being like, oh, I'm so sorry. But, you know, it's really distracting. Would you mind like, you know, turning your phone off? And it's not like she was like a doctor on call or something. She was just like texting her dumb friends. Yeah. And she wouldn't turn it off and she kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. And so I started throwing my popcorn at her. I would just like throwing handfuls of popcorn over the seat at both of them. (laughs) Just like real casual, just like, here's some popcorn. Here's some more popcorn. And she went and got the manager. Mm. And then the manager came and asked me to leave. And I was like, I'll leave. But it would be nice if you had someone in this theater telling people to turn their cell phones off. Yeah, I feel like that is a more recent sort of rule. I mean, I know places like L.A. and Austin have always been like super keyed up about that kind of stuff. And it's really just sort of like, okay, if you the whole the whole purpose of it is is to be like, oh, we respect film here. We don't like talking and do all this stuff. And then like to varying degrees of severity, like the theater will tell you straight up like in Austin at the draft house, they make videos that obey that basically they get celebrities to be like, if you text in this movie, we will kill you. Like <laughs> you're whatever, you know? like they're super <laughs> hardcore about it. Um, but I feel like, yeah, I, I think that has become more of a thing now than it was back then. People were just doing it like crazy. I mean, back, obviously, like when cell phones first came out, it was like nobody fucking did anything. There were no rules. So it was just sort of like, you know, whatever. I'll just, you know, write my thesis in here while I'm in the movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I, I will say, though, L.A. is so hardcore about it. Like I... Okay, I went to this movie. Um, my a friend of mine, Phil, Phil Blankenship, who works at the New Beverly, you know, he's kind of like 
the theater guy in LA. He's super cool and funny and nice and has great taste. And, you know, he kind of gets people together a lot to go and see movies. So he has this, um, tradition where he goes to films in LA that, um, have rented out the movie theater for the, um, Oscar, thing i don't know if you know about this i i didn't know about this until i moved to la but basically like any person who wants to be like who wants to qual any person who's made a movie can qualify to have their movie judged by the oscar committee if they rented out a theater and played it enough times over the course of a specific amount of time i think it's called four walling i don't know if that's the actual term but i think that's what it's called um so Phil and his friends have made a practice of only going to these movies. So they only go to, <laughs> to movies that random people have made that have rented out a movie theater because they think that their movie is going to win an Oscar or something. Oh my God. Right. So we went and saw this movie and it was literally like some random dude made a movie about his son and his son was a surfer and it was very long. And it was, as you can imagine, like, a movie a guy made about his son. Okay. <laughs> and this is a th- movie theater that was filled with nobody, but like idiots like me and my friends. Like it was just a bunch <laughs> of like fucking like rowdy, <laughs> dumb film people. And this person t- literally took out their iPhone f- like two seconds. And this fucking dude was like, put your phone away. <laughs> like we were watching <laughs> you know some like serious art like we were we literally went to the movie theater to laugh at this like weird movie and like oh and they were so quick to like shut it down in this joke movie and i was like damn that's that's la for you i've never seen that in my life theater rules theater fucking rules wow oh no we we have a bunch of we, we got a bunch of um emails because we asked for you know your wildest or funniest movie experience and let me just say if you let off with your email saying this is not wild or funny we're probably not going to read it <laughs> we did give specific instructions for a reason <laughs> have some confidence, have some don't, confidence. Come, don't come to it saying it's not good right come on <laughs> like give, give us what we asked for <laughs> <laughs> but i want to read i want to read this first one from Casey and Casey says all which look I love just a direct one word greeting already I'm in dude is my boss writing in right now (laughs) Jesus Casey's just like all (laughs) dig it greetings from Maine giant crush on you all especially Annalise whoa love listening to you laugh and keep me company weekly as I like Danielle live alone (laughs) emphasis mine Uh, so here's my theater story it's valentine's day 2015 and my best friend and i trudged through the unforgiving winter to see a matinee screening of 50 shades of gray Mm. we've never read the books and fully expect the film to be terrible but thought it was the perfect galentine's outing for two sex positive women in their early 20s we're running late and the theater is packed We remarkably find two aisle seats together and after a few minutes realize they reek of urine. 
Mm. It's not great, but there is nowhere else to sit together and the trailers are starting, so we pull up our shirts over our noses. If you aren't familiar with the film, it's pretty slow and boring, but there was a social media buzz around the titular Red Room scene at the time, so we skeptically waited for things to get freaky. Things are getting steamy, and just as the film gets to its sexual climax, I notice the man in front of us, sitting alone in his own aisle seat, the seat beside him, vacant. He is on the literal edge of his seat, eyes glued to the screen. Eating a mixed berry Chobani Greek yogurt. (laughs) I look around. Am I the only one seeing this? I have so many questions. How did he decide on this movie snack? Did he bring the spoon from home? Was the textural component in some way connected to the sexual acts on screen? (laughs) The smell of the yogurt is somehow overpowering the smell of the seats. I nudge my friend and her eyes are wide. We try to stifle our laughter in the silent theater, our nose still covered by our t-shirt to cover the smells. I hope that man is still out there eating yogurt while watching sexual thrillers. No judgment, only questions. (laughs) Love you all. If there is ever a tour, please make a stop in Portland, Maine. We are always left out and are desperate for attention. Casey. Shit, I'll desperately give attention to Portland, Maine. I'll oh, I'll go I there any day. I love Portland. Yeah. I love Portland, Maine. It is the best place. It's a secret secret little best place. Um but this is this email just made me laugh so hard. Just that cuz we've all had that experience of sitting in a theater and being like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you eating samosas? Like you brought a full Indian curry to the movies. What are you doing?" <laughs> okay. So, here's my Hard line, maybe. Maybe this is a hard line. Anything that involves dairy, like (laughs) it's like hardcore dairy. We're not talking about like nacho cheese, which is not even dairy. It's its own food group. Um, But anything that involves hardcore dairy that is cold, like ice cream, milk, yogurt, eggs, do not bring it to the movie theater. Thank you. Get out of here with your string cheese. Oh, my God. It ain't safe. No matter how long you have to live next door to a movie theater to make bringing yogurt to a movie theater palatable for me. Oh, otherwise it's been in a warm bag or worse, a warm pocket. And that's just unacceptable. I mean, unless you're bringing a fucking like little cooler in there, which (laughs) why would you do that anyway? They probably wouldn't even let you. Yeah. God forbid. How? Right. There's no there's no reason why. And honestly, if it's the sexual climax of any of the Fifty Shades movies, like a climax implies it's like the last 30 to 45 minutes before the movie ends. So that shit has been on your persons for at least an hour, an hour 15. That's fucked up. Thank you. And if the theater is that smelly and you're fucking eating some yogurt on top of that smell, I I have some so many. I'm like Casey. I have so many questions. I mean, I'm not opposed to people bringing snacks in from home. I get it. Like, if you want to bring your own fucking trail mix or some crackers or some whatever the fuck, you know what? I'll bring a full-ass sandwich. I don't care. Bring a fucking sandwich. But come on. Yogurt? Something that you have to keep cold? (laughs) Something that's just creamy and disgusting? And yeah, I'm with you, Casey. I would have thought maybe there's some fucking fetish shit going on here with this yogurt. Like, (laughs) who the fuck knows? Well, but I will say that I will say there was this one time I had this friend in Atlanta who 
we we went to the movies and we stopped at we were going to bring our own snacks and we stopped at one of those like I don't know if it's kind of like a fancy like good grocery type place where it's like you know uh, like a high end sort of small grocery store that serves like expensive wine and cheese, kind of like an upscale Trader Joe's, but like smaller, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And she brought duck to the movie. Like where they, she went to the deli counter where they were having those like pre-made meal type of scenarios. And she got them to give her slices of duck in a little to-go container, and she ate it during the movie. And it cost her, like, $27. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, <laughs> explain my face. What? <laughs> I was like, that is so <laughs> weird and bougie and, like, not appropriate for a movie theater. It was just sort of like, oh, I'm going to eat caviar in this movie. It was yeah, so weird. that is unnecessary. <laughs> I can't believe you still went to the movie. With this person. <laughs> I know. I la- I still laugh about that shit to this day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Um, all right, let me read this next one. Oh my God, was this emoji in the original email? Yeah. This is a huge emoji. It's like a huge wave and a huge smile. Okay, this one is from Mildly Traumatized in the Suburbs. That's the name. Hi, ladies. Two giant emojis. Just saw you were looking for wildest slash funniest movie theater experiences. This is definitely not filed under funny, but it was pretty wild. My friends and I were in high school, and I believe we were going to see the Thomas Crown Affair, as you do in high school. Um, We found our seats, and one of my friends was working late and was coming to meet us in the theater, so her boyfriend was saving a seat for her. A couple an adult man and woman came over to our section and I am a little fuzzy on all of the details, but there was some argument about seat saving. The man was very aggravated by my friend's boyfriend, but the couple found seats nearby and my friend showed up a few minutes later. Her boyfriend gets up to either use the restroom or buy snacks and accidentally knocked into the woman's legs while walking past. And he turned to apologize to her when all of a sudden the man had his hand around my friend's boyfriend's throat and has pulled him by his neck so that he is over the seat in front of him. The man did let go after a few minutes and my friend's boyfriend got away. One adult surrounding us did say something to him along the lines of, even if you thought he did that on purpose, he is still just a kid, but mostly just loudly whispered their disapproval. We decided to just book it and get out of there. I have still not seen the Thomas Crown Affair. And ever since then, I'm about a half hour early for a movie showing and have palpable anxiety when my friends ask me to save their seats for them. Looking back on this as an adult, it's so crazy. And I kind of wish that we had kicked that dude out. Can't wait for the next episode. Mildly traumatized in the suburbs. That is wild for sure. Physical violence is never the answer, folks. We all know that. 
This is also why I appreciate a theater that makes you pick your seats ahead of time. Yes. Pick your seats. Remove the anxiety. Everyone knows where they're going to be. You just pick your seats. Also, here's what I think about going to see shit like the Thomas Crown Affair. Invariably, you're going to see that movie with a bunch of fucking straight couples. One of whom is a fucking keyed up aggro straight guy (laughs) who doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Who either doesn't want to be there or wants to be there because he can't fucking wait to become his own like badass spy slash action movie guy. (laughs) And so, I mean, as much as I wish this had never happened to you, I'm like, it also sort of tracks in the sense that there's got to be one keyed up fucking aggro straight guy in in a movie like the Thomas Crown Affair. But your friend's boyfriend just was there on the wrong day, basically. <laughs> Picked the that wrong is, guy. And I'm, I'm really disappointed in the people around them that yeah. only one person said like, hey, that's just the kid and no one else did anything. That's that's messed up. Yeah, man. A lot. Of, you will be surprised how much people do not want to get involved. Like they're yeah. just like, yo, I don't know about that shit. Maybe they know each other. You know, maybe they were on Love <laughs> Island together. <laughs> Who the ah. fuck knows? But, but like, honestly, that is terrifying. That is really scary. Yeah. You know. I would also be mildly traumatized in the suburb. Yeah. I would just be traumatized. No, no mildly necessary. None. Well, that is definitely wild for sure. Well, our next email is from Laura in Ottawa, Ontario. And Laura set, starts by saying, I have two stories. Well, guess what, Laura? We're only reading one. Ha! Ah. I'll read Laura's first story. Um, I was on a first date with someone I met on Plenty of Fish or some kind of website like that before the days of Tinder. I knew pretty much right away that I wasn't feeling it, but hey, I like to give people a solid chance. Mm. We went to the movies. He wanted to see Midnight in Paris, but I was trying to keep it non-romantic, so I suggested Bad Teacher. (laughs) I have since seen both films and maintain I chose the right one. (laughs) Mm. Anyway, during the movie, I can feel him trying to get my hand to hold it. I move my hand away. He reaches for it again. So I close both my hands around each other. Then he starts trying to pry my hands apart to hold one of them. Damn. I move both hands away and quietly say, stop. Jesus. He was literally digging his fingers in between my palms to try to shove his hand in there. On the way out of the theater after the movie, he also tried to put his hand on the back of my neck, to which I said, don't touch me. Needless to say, I didn't see that guy again. I'm new to the pod, but loving the energy and love listening and learning. Can't wait to hear more about Chauncey, Laura from Ottawa, Ontario. Damn. Just when I thought we had seen the wildest worst. Right? You should be scanning the newspaper to see if this guy's been arrested. Oh, my God. Because that is aggressive. Okay, first of all, I I have done very little Internet dating. Okay, the little that I have has always been a total shit show at best. (laughs) So I'm like that old lady that's like, you met somebody from the Internet? Like, no, never meet in real life, especially in a dark. But I think she did the right thing. They met in a public place. They did. It was in the movie, which, yeah. you know, I don't know if I would have gone into the dark with him. This is real. However, that shit is 
terrifying. Don't hold my hand when I am clearly not interested in holding a hand. Do you know what I'm well, saying? That's the thing. Like, I feel like a movie is pretty innocuous. Like, you get to see someone's sense of humor and kind of what they like or what they are like in a movie. Like, if they're chomping ice, I'm not going out with you again. But no one expects someone to be like physically assaulting you in your seat. Yeah. I gotta say, I feel like movie theater experiences. The more and more I hear about them, I'm like, I should only go by myself. I don't ever want to be in a situation <laughs> like this. I'm like, I don't want to be with people who show phones while the movie's going on. I definitely don't want to be in a movie theater where somebody wants to strangle somebody I'm with. And I don't want <laughs> to have the pressure of a date at a movie. Right. You know what I no. mean? It's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm revising my thoughts on movies as dates. Yeah, let's just go on our own. You can fall asleep if you want to. You can do your thing. I'm with you. I feel like let's both go see Bad Teacher alone. I, I would say, look, you go and see Bad Teacher sometime. I go see Bad Teacher sometime. And then we meet in a brightly lit diner in the middle of the day to discuss it. I like it. I like that's the new movie date. And I like it. Yeah. It's like, go and see the movie separately and then be in a very bright public place in the daytime to discuss it as the date. That way you're not trying to grab my fucking hand when I'm clearly like clenching my fingers together so tight that I've welts, you know? No. And, and just to be clear, no judgment against Laura at all. Or like you didn't know this man was going to be so physically aggressive. So no judgment. And I think you did exactly the right thing by saying stop and don't touch me. Right. I, I think we're just astonished by this man's audacity. The, the sheer audacity. And that it does make me reconsider going on a first date at a movie. I think I have, I've said all men are bastards. I think that's what I've said while <laughs> while talking just now, which, you know. Your mileage may vary, obviously, but this sounds fucking oh, nuts. And I wouldn't want to go out with this guy or any guy if they were trying to grab my hand like that. Oh, I'd be I'd be arrested. I, I would it would be the first date, first arrest scenario. I would have socked him right in his fucking face. All right. The mailbag train keeps rolling. I think we've got one more or two more. Um, two more. Two more. Ooh. Here we go. Here's an email from Amanda. Dear Millie and Danielle, first off, thank you both for your amazing podcast. You're truly one of my favorite podcasts, and I love listening to you while on my early morning walks, though my fellow early bird exercisers probably think I'm slightly unhinged because whenever the two of you start laughing, I can't help but start snort laughing along. Very kind of you. Um, your joy and love for what you do is absolutely infectious. Secondly, here's my favorite movie theater experience to date. This one is most likely extremely tame to others, but it made me laugh. I was in a showing my second time for The Force Awakens during the scene where Kylo Ren is interrogating Rey and he takes off his helmet, thus revealing his face for the first time. The entire theater was dead quiet. Not a single squawk from a toddler, even a crunch crunch of popcorn from the guy next to me complete silence then just as kylo is shaking his luscious locks yes i am an adam driver stan out of his eyes i hear from two rows back this woman whisper oh shit 
All I could do was start giggling out loud and think, same girl, same. So there you go. My favorite movie theater experience. Thank you again for all you to do. Amanda. That's so funny. (laughs) Thank you, Amanda. I... I've never. Well, okay. Should I even go down this road? I've never seen Star Wars, the franchise. I've seen the first Star Wars, but I don't I haven't seen any of the rest of them. Right. So I've definitely not seen The Force Awakens. Did that come out recently? It came out in the last few years. Last few years. Okay. so Adam Driver. Do you have thoughts on Adam Driver? I. Did not like him in Girls at all. Didn't like that character. Mm. Um, I watched a video where he talks about doing theater for um, vets, for military vets, Mm -hmm. and just completely fell in love with his spirit. And I think he's a really nice man who is an incredibly intense actor and maybe doesn't always fit in every movie he's in. But I like I like him as a person. Yeah. Love a big fucking giant as you know i love a laconic a oaf. big old dork <laughs> a big old laconic oaf. a big old laconic oaf um but it is to me i think i'm maybe it is delightfully surprising that he is as famous as he is like i just yeah. would have never thought i kind of i kind of expected him to be a character actor i mean he just kind of has all the makings of a character actor right yeah. um or that he would be like an action movie guy or something like he kind of reminds me of a um like a lee marvin type just like a big guy Mm. with a big mouth and kind of like you know a deep voice and that kind of thing but you know he's in the fucking star wars franchise which means he's got chaps and women are going oh shit i like to think that the oh shit is because he's he takes people by surprise i think they don't expect to find him attractive and then they're like oh wait He's kind of cute. Yeah. I um I, I thought he was uh in girls he was traumatizing. I just thought, wow, yeah, that just whole awful. that entire story arc was I mean, to have that be our introduction to him is crazy. If you look yeah. back on it, uh you're like, wow, that was in he could have gone so poorly for him. Um, completely. You know what I mean? But then like, yeah, now he's in these these Star Wars movies. Um who is Kylo Ren? Do you know? Is he like oh, a girl? We're not we're not getting into that. <laughs> we're not getting into the Star Wars. You haven't even seen Star Wars. We are not getting into it. But I will say that he is Han Solo and Princess Leia's son. Oh, OK. Um, it's not that bad. It's not oh, like there's, there's a bad. whole ass story to go with it. But. That that much you should know. I've yeah. seen the first Star Wars, so I'm not completely stupid. But I mean, honestly, now I don't even know Ray. I don't know any of that stuff. But I'm just I just wanted to know who he was in the mythology or whatever. Um, just as a side note, I have to say, I recently saw a movie where I found Mark Hamill hot for the very first time. And it freaked me the fuck out. Was it the Kingsman, Kingsman the Secret <laughs> no, Service? Oh, you perv. No. <laughs> um, 
It, I would hate, I hate to even suggest it because it's going to be impossible for people to see, but it, I was watching this movie for work. Um, it's called The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia, which is oh. a movie from the early 80s that was obviously named after the song. And right. it stars young Dennis Quaid and Christy McNichol and Mark oh. Hamill. And it's about country music. And Mark Hamill, I mean, this is the other surprising thing. Mark Hamill plays a cop in it, which already I was like, what am I doing here? He was so cute in that movie. And I mean, again, I guess I didn't grow up with Star Wars. um, And so I don't really have, I guess, the reverence for him that a lot of people have. But I was like, he is damn cute in this movie. Well, you got to play it on TCM so we can see it. Well, that's the other part is that I was watching it to possibly play on TCM, but the master was so terrible that it would have been like a total, like it was like watching a TV movie from the early eighties in four by three. Like it was awful. It was basically standard def. It was not up to the quality you would expect from TCM. It was, but it was, um, it was a cute little movie and, um, he was so cute at it and he had a really convincing Southern accent, which I was so happy about because I was like, most of the time when you hear Southern accents, it's bad. Like most people are not Southern and they do these like really stupid, like Scarlett O'Hara from fucking gone with the wind accents. But like over the top, his was great. And I was like, good for him. That's dope. Well, thanks for teasing us now that we can't ever see it. (laughs) But I'm glad you liked it. That was so not related to Amanda's experience, <laughs> but I just had to say it. Um, well, we have one more. Mm. Crunch, crunch. And this one, I think, <laughs> this one I think is worth reading because I feel like we have all either been these people <laughs> or gone to a movie and these people show up. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> this one's a good okay. one. So this is an email from Andy. And Andy says, hello there. My wildest movie theater experience was the summer before my senior year of college. I was interning at a large airplane manufacturing company, and the company would regularly have activities for all of us. There were about 150 interns that summer. One night, they did a movie night for us at a local theater that was in walking distance to the apartment complex they housed us in. Basically, we were told to show up at 630 and they would give us a ticket to whatever movie we wanted to see. For some reason, my intern friend group decided it would be a good idea to pregame the movie night. We made what we dubbed Rager Bombs, which consists of a full four loco, remember those, Red Bull, and a shot of Jaeger. I can't believe no one went to the hospital. We all chugged two of those stumbled over to the movie theater, got our tickets and large Coke ices that we promptly added some Jack Daniels that my friend had snuck in her purse. I don't remember a single minute of The Hangover 2, but I do remember thinking I was whispering to my friend several times and came to find out later that I was not, in fact, whispering. (laughs) Drunk college kids are obnoxious. It's not a sponge thrown at the screen during Magic Mike XXL, but there it is, Andy. Oh, boy. (laughs) The old classic, I think I'm whispering, but I'm drunk and I actually 
am not whispering move. Two Four Locos each and then pouring Jack Daniels on top of that. I'm a little unclear with what a Four Loco is because I feel like that came out right after my time, like my big drunk time. I just assumed it was like cocaine and like Mountain Dew in a can and it would give me an instant heart attack. So I never even tried it. I took a sip of one once and was like, absolutely not. It's basically like a it's like one of those um, Arizona iced tea size cans, Mm -hmm. but it has like 10 times the alcohol. How so? And they're like illegal because of that, right? Because it was like too much alcohol. Yes. Because everyone was it was like people were on bath salts when they would drink one. Yeah, that's kind of what I gathered. I thought it was like, okay, let me read this again. Four Loco and Red Bull and a shot of Jaeger. Okay. That just made my stomach turn. (laughs) And then a Coke Icy with Jack Daniels. Yo, not even in my wildest days could I do a Four Loco and a Red Bull and a Jaeger shot and some fucking Jack. That's crazy. I want to know what airplane manufacturing company this is. Not because it's their fault, but because I just love the idea of them housing 150 interns, half of which are probably going this crazy on any given night. (laughs) I love this. I can just imagine these like fucking Lockheed Martin interns just like fucking doing (laughs) like four loco fucking Jaeger shots and meth and LSD. (laughs) And the company is like, sure. This is this is how we treat our employees. But I don't think the company approved of this. I think they just thought we're sending some kids to the movies. <laughs> this was fully Andy and her fr- and their friends saying this is what we're doing to go to this movie. Listen, y'all should know better than to let college age kids congregate on your dime. That's where you <laughs> fucked up. Airplane people. <laughs> I just love this so fucking much i've never been the kind of person like i don't want to be drunk or high in public ever like at a house party or at a friend's house or something is great i cannot stand being drunk in public anymore yeah because i had some wild times in alaska where i would be like stumbling at a darwin's theory with like no jacket in the (laughs) middle of fucking winter and just being like, oh, who's going to open so we can keep drinking? Like, I'm a very gregarious drunk person. I have no business being in public. And I know that. So I don't put myself in public anymore. <laughs> yeah, we've heard your story on the Bananas podcast about Max Fish. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> I know. I cannot be in public if I'm drinking to the point of intoxication. Can't happen. Yeah. I mean, honestly, now it's my most horrible fear because <laughs> alcohol and Alcohol, I'll just say alcohol with with marijuana. I, I, I know what to expect, except edibles. That's a whole other podcast. We won't even talk about that. But with alcohol, it's such a fucking like wild card scenario for me now because I'm older. It has everything to do with, you know, what you eat and what time it is and what you're drinking. Honestly, I've never had a Red Bull in my entire life. I simply thought a Red Bull would give me a heart attack as well. I'm just like I've had Red Bull and Jaeger and it is so tasty. 
Ooh. And so dangerous for that reason, because it does when you put the when you add the Red Bull to a Jaeger shot, it ceases tasting like alcohol. No way. I could not. I mean, I had friends who would drink Red Bull and vodka and would literally like take their clothes off and, <laughs> you know, and just do the wildest stuff. And I was just like, I can't do that because I just felt like it was just too much stimulation you know, yes. which is why I think ultimately I'm a weed person, because I just am like, I can't be that keyed up in public, but especially now it's like my body will reject pretty much everything. So and I think that's why I'm a nothing person now, because yeah. I am also the person I full and not to say that I won't ever drink again, but I'm a very social drinker and I am also the person and I know this about myself, which is why I don't really do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I am definitely the let's have one more shot person. Let's Ugh. do shots. I have gotten so many people drunk. Yeah. <laughs> to a dangerous degree. Because I'm always like, let's just keep the party going. I have no business keeping the party going. I'm not the person <laughs> to make that decision. <laughs> you're a um, you're the person that is basically like encouraging people to like. It's like when you go shopping with somebody and you put on an, a fucking fucked up outfit. And you're like, yeah, buy it. It's great. Yeah. You look fucking amazing. Do it. <laughs> You can wear it to work. Why not? Freak people out. This is a fucking <laughs> tube top and booty shorts. You're like, fuck it. You work at Lockheed, Lockheed Martin? Martin. That's a good outfit for Lockheed. <laughs> Where it's a Lockheed Martin. Oh, good. I know I am. I am an instigator. I'm it. an instigator. I want to keep the party going. In for a penny, in for a pound is a horrible way to live your life. And that is how I spent most of my 20s. Like, well, we're already drinking. Why not get incredibly fucking drunk? <laughs> Why not just go to the hospital? You know, nowhere in this email does it say that what it doesn't say what movie they were at. Hangover 2. Oh, Hangover 2. OK, well, then there you go. Listen, <laughs> all bets are fucking off with Hangover 2. That's the one where they go to Thailand or some oh, shit. Dude. But Hangover 2 suffers the inevitable sequel which is that they end up in a foreign country and i'm sure i didn't even finish it but i'm sure there were tons of bad fucking thailand jokes in there i've never seen it so if these kids wanted to do four loco and red bull and jaeger in hangover 2 god bless them i think that was a we know this is going to be bad let's make it fun movie yeah. potentially which is also never a good situation to be in if you know a movie's going to be bad and you're like, let's get super high or super drunk so we can just don't go to that movie. <laughs> well, listen, if, like if they were to come in like this to see Ad Astra or some shit, I'd have been <laughs> like, all right, come on. Kids, your shit together. However, Hangover 2, I'm going to turn a blind eye to that. I will turn a blind eye. <laughs> That's exactly where that behavior belongs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Honestly, that sounds like a hell of a night, dude. Well, this was so fun. I loved hearing from y'all. We yes. want to hear from you more. Keep sending us your wild and funny stories anytime. Uh, we will always read the, the the wild and funny ones on air. And yeah. Um, yeah, and send us, you know, if you have any kind of weird food movie theater experience uh, where somebody busted out like a duck next to you or something or like a four course meal. Just any kind of movie theater experience that you think would make for a good story. Anything spooky. Yeah. Did you sit next to your mom 
or dad when you were watching like Last Tango in Paris or something? I'm like curious about like uh, bad, awkward movie experiences with parents. Um, considering how many movies you watched with your mom for this podcast last year, <laughs> I definitely want to hear about awkward parent movie experiences. <laughs> Yeah, I just need to, you know, clear the palate, clear the old palate by <laughs> hearing about somebody else's bad time, because after seeing Kate Winslet get fucked <laughs> on a washing machine in front of my mom, I can't I, I can't do it again. Did you watch Hereditary with your mom and dad? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Our email address is I saw what you did pot at gmail.com. Just be sure that you're double checking yourself when you're writing that out because I have noticed so many people who have bungled the email address, I guess, because they're writing really fast and then they have to like forward it to us. <laughs> <laughs> Which cracks me up. It's like they get they write to the wrong email address because they fucked up the email address and then they realized it and then they forward it to the right one. And then we get to <laughs> see awesome. what misspelling they had. And it always makes me laugh. It cracks me up. Well, keep cracking Millie up. If you use the wrong email address, that's fine. But our email address is I saw what you did pod at gmail dot com. That's right. Well, as always, Danielle, it was a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for your support of the show and for subscribing to our Stitcher Premium. Um, honestly, it really helps us out. And we love doing these episodes because they're fun and we get to, yeah. like, you know, not be as researchy and we get to mess around. And it's it's great. Keep writing to us. Thank you. Thanks. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our producer is Alexis Amorosi. Our engineer is Annalise Nelson. Our theme song is by Tom Bryfogel. Artwork by Garrett Ross. Our executive producers are Georgia Hardstart, Karen Kilgareth, and Danielle Kramer. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at IsawPod. Email us at IsawWhatYouDidPod at Gmail. And please don't forget to listen, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. 